0: Welcome back. It is a Saturday, and you know that means another edition of Small World Soccer Report. As always, Danny here bringing you Small World in podcast form, and the guests keep getting more and more fantastic every week, folks. This week, I have the absolute pleasure of introducing a co-owner of Inter Detroit FC, Edwin Jimenez. Dude, welcome to the show, man. How you doing?
1: Good. I'm good. I'm glad to be a part of uh, some more Soccer World stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, this is this is definitely some more soccer stuff. Um that is that is definitely a small world's vibe. We we kind of like soccer here. It, it is in our name. Um yeah, for sure. Yes. Um but yes, yeah, so super excited to to hear a whole lot more about inner detroit and about you um and things like that, but it, knowing small world soccer, we have to start with weirdness of the week. I mean, it's just there's nowhere else to start. It is It is near and dear to small world's heart, all the weird things that are happening this week. And there are a lot of weird things, as there always are. Um, So let's get straight into it. Uh, Our first piece of weirdness. So (laughs) this is amazing. I still love this. I found out about this last week, but I'm bringing it up again because I love it this much. So Duluth Dreadnoughts, right? They're this uh, supporters group of Duluth SC up in Minnesota. And they created an esports team, right? Which is pretty common. Like there's been a lot of different, uh, like teams and, and supporters creating like eSports teams. But this isn't like a FIFA team. They created a Connect Four eSports team. So, so I guess they're literally just playing Connect Four games online with like other soccer teams. It's hilarious. It's like the most official thing for something that's completely unofficial. I love it. And, and the great thing is uh, Scotty Soccer, which is like a, a kit manufacturer, actually made them a jersey. So they have a jersey for their eSports Connect 4 team.
1: And it actually looks really good. Have you seen it? Yeah, actually, uh, I've seen it because uh, we, we've been following Scotty's brand. Yeah. You know, checking out some of their stuff. And, and I was wondering what it was for. You know, I, I saw that it was a supporter group. And then, then it said eSports. And then it said Connect 4. And I'm just sitting there thinking, like, Connect 4? Is that, like, code for something, you know? But then it turns <laughs> out it was actually – you know connect four where you throw a little chip in the hole yeah
0: no it's like that's hilarious because i mean honestly that's probably what people think is like is this like uh short for something like is it in some kind of soccer thing no it is literally connect four it's pretty neat it's it's pretty fantastic i, I really love that and last week on uh, our last episode i had uh, uh danny woodfill on and we were talking about uh the same thing about how they had a team and we were talking about Scotty Soccer right after that and we're like oh Scotty should like make them a jersey just as a joke and then like we actually put something out like I I talked to Scotty I was like hey we made this joke on the podcast that like you should make these guys a jersey for their esports team and he's like okay I'll do it I was like wait hold up really he's like yeah sure and then they was, <laughs> sure enough they actually did it it was it was awesome that was a fantastic day when I saw that they actually released it I was like yes this is a good day. It's
1: more of a, like, you know, you're hoping that they'll, they'll even just acknowledge it, and then for them to actually do it, you're like, oh, okay, here we go then, you know, so <laughs> yeah. that's always pretty neat.
0: Yeah, no, that's right, and I've, I've had so many of those moments with Small World, like, I did not think that anybody was going to, like, pay attention to it at all, and now, like, there are a lot of people who have, so it's it's been really cool. That's, that's
1: always a fun feeling. <laughs> yeah, perfect timing, you know, for... For everything for the page for the content i think you know it came in at the right time where people you know needed something i wouldn't say something to to keep them busy but something to keep everybody connected yeah nonetheless you know and i think it's it's done just that
0: yeah yeah i appreciate that and i I agree it's it was very fortunate timing um but yeah so i'm very very uh avid supporter of the connect four team in Duluth that i can firmly say that they have 100% all my support out of all the connect four teams. Just like, I know there's so many great ones, but they are my favorite by far.
1: Uh, are there uh is there like, is that like the, what's the league called for the, like, is it NPSL, UPSL? No. Nisa so it's connect actually, Four.
0: Like the other day they played Seattle Sounders. Like they're playing MLS teams. Like it's almost all MLS teams. And then them, which Duluth is in the NPSL. So I don't know how that happened how they just stumbled upon that. But, like, they're playing somewhere, a bunch of MLS teams. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, somewhere uh, somebody, a Connect Four fan that happens to be in the Sounders organization was like, hey, you know what? We should be a part of this. And I guess so. That's how you get it going. I guess so, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, that is kind of how stuff works in the community here. It's just, like, somebody wants something to happen, and they're just like, bam, let's do it. And then other people are just like, Yeah, sure, Connect Four League, why not? Like it's just just little things like that to keep us sane.
1: Yeah, it'll it'll be good. I unfortunately I don't think uh interview will be looking to field a Connect Four team this summer, but it's That's a cool sad. idea though for sure. That's sad.
0: Next year. Next year.
1: Maybe the next know. uh the next global pandemic if it's to happen. We'll, we'll make one for sure.
0: Dude, I hope not. I really <laughs> hope not. Hopefully never again. But yeah, y'all did get to have a pretty nice run in the lower league, league cup, though.
1: Yeah, I, I think it was uh, it was pretty fun because we actually, uh, obviously, we didn't post much like uh, for like who we were gonna like have. I mean, we did announce who, we, who were, was representing us, but uh, internally we had uh, we asked the players, "Hey, who wants to be a part of this?" And X amount of players said, "Yeah, we'll do it for each you know system." And then they uh they went ahead and played group stages and then to knockouts and stuff. So they had their own little thing going on. Yeah. And then, you know, the best of the best. And it was funny though because, um, it's it's so typical how you know there's always like scheduling problems for that. Like, oh, I can't play this day, and then oh, yeah. we gotta reschedule. That's at every level. Even for our guys, it's like, hey, you know what? I'm just not getting on board. I can't make it. You <laughs> know, but it's like. Internally and outside you always have the same problems. But when you're dealing with people that I mean, you know personally you you kinda accept it, but when you're playing at like a tournament, like, uh, come on, like, you know, we wanna just get this game and keep going. But it was overall a really fun experience. I know it'll maybe let you down, you know, but no. I think I think it was fun for everybody. Yeah. It was fun watching the Twitch, all that stuff.
0: Yeah, I know it was. It was a lot of fun. And I will I will say you, you you almost you almost made me super proud. So close. I mean, cause you you made me proud in the group stage, cause I picked y'all to win your group, and then I picked y'all to win the whole thing. And I mean, you you did you weren't too far away. You were pretty close, but but
1: not quite, not quite, not close enough. I will say um, that uh, that game, the first game that we played, where we lost like a hundred to one or or two, that that was me playing. Not really. I think. I think I'm pretty good at FIFA. Maybe not like esports good, right? But yeah. uh the player that's supposed to represent us, he didn't get off work in time, you know, so I'm like scrambling like I was like, All right, I'll just play. You know what <laughs> I mean? I, I was like, how bad could it be? You know, and then uh thirty minutes later I I was like, Man, I don't even wanna go on Twitter. I right, <laughs> you know uh we're gonna get dragged, but I was like, Hey, you know what? It's part of it, you gotta gotta let everybody have their moment of happiness every once in a while and then we started to dominate, so at least we turned the page.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's funny. I did not know that. So yeah, no, but I, I had the same thing though. Like I feel like I play FIFA like fairly often. Like I'm I'm decent at it. But then like there were some teams that like destroyed me, dude. Like just like crazy. I was not even close. Like I lost nine to one or something crazy. I was like, this is ugly. Like, am I really this bad? It was it was rough. There's some really good players, man.
1: It's more of a, like, I sit there and I'm like, how are they this good? Because, okay, sometimes you want to, like, maybe they just play a lot, right? Yeah. But, I mean, I play a good amount, too, and I'm not that good. So, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think, like, I don't know. They must really zone in or, I I don't know. I I really don't know how you get good at FIFA. Like, that good, you know? Like, how is that possible? Is is there actual training?
0: I have no idea. Yeah. (laughs) You just got, like, online FIFA trainers somewhere and you just, like – pay them whatever fee and have like hour long sessions i don't know man Yeah,
1: and I don't just know. The skill games i guess
0: i guess you just spend like a days on end in the skill games mastering everything Doing
1: free kicks <laughs> yeah yeah
0: there were some crazy free kick takers actually there were some nice free kick goals i can i could not figure that out that was the one thing on fifa 20 that i'm trash at is the free kicks yeah i'm not
1: i think either free kicks or penalties. It seems like it doesn't matter who you are. Penalties, nobody wants to take them. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty tough.
0: It's true. It's true. Yeah. Well, all that being said, uh, next, next point of weirdness of the week. Uh, so, AFC Columbia, right, they have a brand new logo. And this is, like, super recent news. Like, I think yesterday they officially came out with it. Um, but it is, like, beautiful uh AFC Columbia is like a new team right now they're not affiliated with the league yet um still looking at like kind of what they want to do but they've been working on their branding and, and they've been on social media for quite a bit now um kind of drumming up support and they're there's some really cool people behind it uh and they are I'm very excited to see what they come up with when they actually you know get to play um but but they have a beautiful new logo that they unveiled it's got like blue and green as the colors and it's like this little like eagle thing like like a bird it is like it's sharp too like it's it just it checks all my boxes for an awesome logo um and it's just it's fantastic it's really nice if anybody has not seen it yet you got to go to AFC Columbia's Twitter page it's all over there because they just posted it they're super excited about it but it looks awesome dude have you seen it
1: yeah I I think I've seen I remember seeing uh I think they're doing, like, a vault thing, right, for, like, the, the colors and the crest and stuff.
0: Yeah. So i seen
1: that, and I was wondering, I was like, is this for their, is this, like, I don't know if this was for their logo or for, like, some other thing that they were running, you know, like a poll, wise and then I ended up seeing their logo, and like you said, it is pretty crisp. Like, it's, it's a logo that, you know, some logos are nice on paper, but when they put them on the jerseys or on merchandise, they don't look that good. But this is one of those where, like, don't matter what you put it on, it's going to look good, you know, and, and a bumper sticker in the back of your window on, top, on your laptop, you know, it's going to look good. People will always ask, like, Hey, what is that? You know? And I yeah. think that as a brand, that's the number one thing that, that really gets to people is like, what is that? You know, and that, that gets the conversation going. So I think whoever designed it or picked it did a, a really good job.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's like something that stands out that you see it, like you said, and you're like, Oh, what's that? Like, so you see it on wherever you go and, and it just grows the brand. That's really cool. That's, and it's important for lower league soccer too. I mean, you need all those followers and all that interest and all the the exposure that you can get, you know, and I'm, I'm sure you know that obviously running a lower league team yeah. yourself, like that's, sure. that's important to have, to have a logo that nice.
1: Yeah. You gotta have a, a talking point, you know, mm-hmm. where, where people that maybe they don't know soccer or they're not big fans, they'll still be curious about what you've got going on, you know, and, like I said, their logo is very, very clean, and it kind of reminds me of like uh maybe like a USL kind of team logo yeah. because you know how they have um, you know like like the Saunders will have like their their team in the USL championship or whatever. Yeah, and it'll be very similar color wise, but they'll switch it up a little bit, you know, and it kind of gives me that vibe. But I always think those are really clean.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Like the colors are awesome. The scheme works great. And it almost like I agree. It kind of does remind me of like a like a USL expansion team or something like that. And I mean, they get like professional graphic designers to do that. So that yeah. is a big compliment to to AFC Columbia out there, killing the game For with sure. the new logo. Awesome, awesome stuff from them. Awesome stuff. And then this is this might be my favorite of all the weirdness of the week this week. It, so obviously, Small World's been running our new uh, Summer Madness, right? Where we just are simulating all these games. We've got like 159 teams. And they're just all playing against each other. It's it's literally madness. Um, But we're playing it on this like super like it's like basically these kids' toys like these little Playmobil soccer figures that can like kick the ball around. And I'm making it like fake serious, and it's 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 completely a joke, but it's awesome and weird and and fun. Um, And so (laughs) I've been streaming the games on Twitch, right, and then recording them. So one of the teams that played Snohomish County. Uh, in Washington, I think, they they took the video and made a highlight video out of it and, like, did a slow-mo of, like, the, the players kicking the ball. Like, it was hilarious. It it made me laugh so hard when I saw it because, like, it made it, like, super serious. Like, they did all these graphics and, like, slowed it down and, like, had the slow-mo of the ball going into, like, the, the toy net. It was hilarious, dude. Like, it, I just – I love that like, people are taking it fake seriously like I am like it's it's very fun. You have no idea how hilarious it is for me to like see other people actually pretend to take it seriously too. It it was it was so funny. I don't know if you've seen the, think, the
1: highlights. No, I have not, but I think that's what makes, you know, everything better because like yeah. Sometimes you have a lot of like, you know, those negative Nancies on Twitter where oh this is this is right. this isn't cool, this is dumb, this is silly, but like you gotta enjoy, it, you know, you gotta enjoy the the hard work that people put into just sometimes just to see one person be happy, you know, and that's good enough. And I think for teams, uh, to acknowledge, you know, that and be like, you know, this is pretty neat. This is pretty cool. And for them to go all out and, and, you know, do that headline video, I think that's pretty, pretty cool to them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. It's, it's cool to see the effort, you know, and the, the fact that they care about what people are doing. So it, it is, I agree totally with that. Uh, that's, that's really well said. Um, so hats off to Snohomish County. Y'all are y'all are killing the game with the with the highlights videos. Keep throwing those out there, please, because I love them. Um and well, then, what did
1: you say they were? Clay? I thought they, they look like Legos.
0: Yeah, well, they're kind of like Legos. So it's technically like if you've heard of Playmobil, it's like Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's a Playmobil soccer set. Um uh, so it's uh, like a whole okay. soccer field. Uh, and then it's like these little, like you said, it looks kind of like Legos. But these little things, and they've got, like, a like a leg that kicks back and forth with a little handle. So you can, like, mm. flick the handle, and it moves the leg. And so it's got these, like, soccer balls, and it kicks it around. So, like, I've just been setting them up and, like, commentating it all serious and, and making jokes and, and playing them out back and forth and just seeing who wins. So it's it's been uh, pretty fun.
1: Yeah, it's pretty neat.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's weird and bizarre and also it's it just if it it's small world it's as weird as possible uh, of a way to simulate soccer and it's just cool to see like the different clubs like you said get involved and get excited and just have fun with it even though it's weird and probably the least professional thing that any <laughs> of these clubs will ever be involved with but, <laughs> but people yes. love it yes i hope so i hope so <laughs> somebody hope. does somewhere just haven't found him yet but, um, <laughs> but our our final weirdness of the week uh so we talked about scotty soccer already um but we got to bring them back up again um because they and, and custom football marks have been like doing this series right where they both work together and come out with a home and away kit for like different cities across the world so they did one in like india and then they've done one in london and in the u.s and i want to say they went to africa somewhere they went like all over the world with like eight or nine i think different designs but the last one they went they did one for Antarctica. Like actually they made a soccer jersey for Antarctica and it it's awesome. Like it looks really good. Like they made it like this dark blue with light blue, like for the ice, I guess. It it looks sharp, man. It's got like mountains in the background. It looks good. Yeah, the, actually. The logo
1: looks good too.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. No, all of them look great. And so they're actually now like pre-ordering, they're gonna make the Antarctic jersey and sell it. So I, I have definitely already bought mine. Um, I w- hopefully will be one of the first to get it when it comes out and it's ready to produce, but it, it is fantastic. And actually they're donating proceeds, uh, or at least I think it's 10% of the proceeds are going to, uh, like climate change funds. Um, so it actually is kind yeah. of pertinent to Antarctica, which is yeah. pretty awesome. Um, but it's, just, it's so cool that like they did the series and people followed it and they liked it. And then they liked it so much that they're like, Hey, let's just actually make it in Jersey now like it's awesome it's a really cool jersey and just like i kind of like we've already talked about like just the creativity from people has been really really cool to see uh, and just when people kind of latch onto it and enjoy it and and like the content and it, it's really cool to see that kind of take hold with people and and see something kind of distract us from all the negativity right now um yeah. and and just have something to to celebrate i guess even if it's just a, a soccer jersey. <laughs>
1: For sure. No, I think, um, like you said, it's it's always something that I think sometimes like artists, because that's what I would call them, you know, artists and different people that do it like manufacturing and design, they don't get enough credit for, you know, trying to be different, trying to create something unique instead of the cookie cutter by the major brands, you know, that everybody's wearing the same thing, MLS, but yeah. it's, it's good to see the, the small the small okay. companies that want to that wanna supply lower league teams to have their own identity because at the end of the day, I mean, that's all you can have as a lower league team, your own style and your own charisma. So for them to, to make even a fictional line, like, you know, for fictional teams, for it to actually have enough, you know, f- positive feedback that they're like, hey, you know what, well, we can actually sell these. You know, that's pretty awesome because, I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of good things come to you when you're not even looking for that, yeah. you know? but I think it's kudos to all the artists and stuff.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I, I will echo that. Kudos to Scotty and to Custom Football. Uh, they have both done some awesome work, and like you said, hopefully, it it, it turns into something uh, real for for more lower league clubs too. That, that they can get some some awesome designs too. they have both already been doing awesome work. So I I'm very excited to see what they do for some real clubs in the near future. That will be awesome. For
1: but sure, yeah. I will say um we uh. We actually had spoke to, to Scotty about, um, you know, to get some mock-ups and stuff done. But, um, you know, sometimes logistics don't work for both parties, but we always like, you know, we try to show love as much as we can just because we didn't necessarily go with them. doesn't mean that we're not going to support another small business, you know? Yeah. yeah.
0: That's a, that's a really big attitude to have, you know, like there's, I feel like there's a lot of people that just kind of stay in their one thing and the, if there's anything outside of what they're trying to do, they see it as like a rival or like like competition for what they're doing. And I, I think it's it's really awesome to hear that from you, that, that Inner Detroit's doing things a little differently and, and just trying to support the whole community. You know, whether that's something that you are specifically involved in or not, like just the fact that you're trying to grow the whole community is, is a really big thing. It's awesome. For
1: sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of awesome, that's an excellent segue. Uh, into our next segment, uh, which is called Small World Super Fan, And uh, basically what we do here is we take uh, a fan of Small World Soccer that I love very much and highlight them and thank them for their awesomeness and their support of Small World. So last week it was a random person man uh, who was uh, the player for one of the teams in my group in Lower League Geek Cup. And since we played each other, like we've just hit it off and, and he's been an awesome supporter of what I've been doing. But this week, another huge supporter of myself, um, really active all across the lower league soccer community. Um, but he has been really a, a faithful follower of small world. It's Steve Thompson. I don't know if you've seen stuff from Steve at all, um, but he's like, uh, I think I have. He's I in the comment section of like everything. Like, yeah. <laughs> he is always on the ball with like what's going on and like tagging me and stuff and like, Hey, what do you think about this? And like retweeting stuff. Like, Seriously, if I just want to know what's going on about, like, just different leagues and stuff, it, I just literally go to his page and see what he's retweeted. And there's, like, so many things. I was like, oh, I didn't even see that. That's crazy. Like, he is on top of everything. But I'm very, very thankful to Steve Thompson. Hope I, I'm, I'm assuming he's going to listen to this. He's been pretty faithful about listening every week and pestering me when I don't get it out on time. So I'm, I'm going to guess that he's listening to this right now as it's, as it's uh, live for people to view. Um, but, uh, if you are listening, Steve, you rock. Thank you very much for your support. Uh, you are a very awesome man. Uh, Edwin, any, any awesome things to say about
1: Steve? You do not know at all. I think, um, I think it's cool to have people like that, you know, that, that, uh, support people from all over the country because at the end of the day, yeah, we're from, you know, 50 other different States, but we're all, we're all kind of want to do the same thing. You know, so it's, it's always good to see guys that are interested in, in the small guys and, and topics that, you know, involve all of us. So, you know, like you said, that's pretty awesome of, of Steve to stay up to date and keep the conversation going, you know, whether it be about all the, the when the DA stuff came out, you know, about the academies or certain MLS topics or NPSL, UPSL. It's always good, you know, when people like that are, are keeping the conversation going and, and trying to innovate something
0: yeah that's right those conversations matter like they're important so that's that's cool that steve's initiating all of those everyone who's listening right now you are contractually obligated to go follow steve thompson right now you do not have a I
1: actually i think i don't i think yeah he follows us but um nice. i don't i don't think we follow him but you know what now we go
0: yes yes so, that is awesome there you go. <laughs> heck yeah steve thompson you have earned yourself a follow congratulations my friend uh you are now famous. Steve's now. Fam- I mean, once once Inter Detroit has followed you, you're famous. That's just that's it. It's it. You're famous. I wouldn't now. say that, but it's on its way. I I did it for you, Steve. All right. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Uh so we'll move forward into our next segment, which is called Who This. And that is where we get to hear all about Inter Detroit. Um, we all want to know uh kind of who Inter Detroit is, what got you guys started. Um, and kind of what makes you special, What who Inter Detroit is, what the culture is about, um, and just just kind of the the story of the club, if you don't mind.
1: For sure. Um, Well, like you stated earlier in the the conversation, I'm Edoree Jimenez. I'm one of the co-owners of Inter Detroit. Uh, The other co-owner is a very good friend of mine named Omar Chavizo, And then uh, our head coach, uh, Luis Jimenez, who's actually my brother, uh, he owns a little bit of Inter Detroit as well. We actually uh we gifted that to him for his like super hard work that oh, wow. he just does constantly you know for for little to nothing you know yeah. it's it's for the love of the game and for the love of the the community but um you know we started in 2017 as as most teams do start off um you know you're playing some indoor you know with your friends, you guys yeah. are pretty good, you're like, man, we could do this somewhere else, you know a little more competitive and then you go somewhere else more competitive and you do well. And then you start to think like, hey, we're actually pretty good, you know. And we had a lot of guys that um, could have definitely played college soccer for, for for anybody, really. But, you know, life gets in the way a lot of the times and your culture plays a part of your life and where you're born in, you know, all that stuff. And so we, I, I really wanted to to make something as a platform for those that that come from the same situation as me, me, Omar, and my brother Luis, and um, you know, we all kind of got together and figured, hey, you know, this is this is something that we can take to the next level. So we joined the MPSL last year, and um, you know, coming from a, a Latino-based community, because all of us are Mexican, well, the ownership group is Mexican, mm-hmm. um, we really wanted to to put emphasis on like communities that don't get enough love whether it be from colleges uh, higher level teams whatever it may be you know and we're like that that's our that's our our, our niche you know trying to get these guys out of the situations that they're in put them in in a, in a bigger platform and you know it's all worked out pretty well I would say and after we I think we did fairly well in the NPSL but <clears throat> we knew that we we could do more right with what we had we you know we have the backing of our of our sponsors and everything It's so like, you know what let's make the jump to the u p s l you know and despite the whole pandemic thing, I think we've done what we've wanted to so far, which is like uh a lot of exposure you know for for the young players because we have players from seventeen years old all the way up to thirty we have guys that have played n p s l guys that have played for d c f c or they have played for you know michigan stars but we want everybody to have that opportunity because those opportunities are, are once in a lifetime most of the time. So, you know, we just really wanted to get a, a program that exposed the youth of, of our surrounding area to, to a lifestyle that maybe they would have never experienced mm-hmm. if it wasn't for into Detroit, you know, and it's not like we're saying we're going to take credit for their hard work because obviously they have to put in the work, but, we do like to think that, you know, we're doing our absolute best with what we have. You know, we don't have the $100,000 funding of USL2 teams or NPSL teams. You know, we, our guys pay dues and and a lot of the stuff comes from, you know, the ownership group paying, you know, working a nine to five type job and just trying to live our, our dreams, but also, you know, the dreams of other people at the same time. So, you know, it's just really about getting exposure to, for the community, and if this lasts ten years, perfect, you know, if we keep growing and keep going up leagues, even better, but if this dies in a year, you know, I think we're we're very happy with what we've done, you know, because we can't we we can't do any more than we're doing right now you know, so it's I think once you keep the sight of what you want to do right in front of you, you'll never really fail, even if you do fail to some people's standards, so yeah. I think it's just we just want to get exposure. all these
0: guys. Man, that's cool. That's awesome. And I mean that's that's something really close to my heart too. Um as somebody who like I I am obviously not Hispanic. I'm probably the whitest person that has ever (laughs) existed on the planet. But I do speak Spanish. I've been all over Latin America. Um and I just there is something about Hispanic culture that has always really drawn me. Um, and so I'm a huge fan of like obviously the Spanish language and and Hispanic people. And I, it's the more that I've gotten to know people just around me, cause here in Georgia, it's actually a really high Hispanic population that people don't realize. Um, but especially in my kind of like area of Atlanta, um, there's quite a few Hispanic people here. And the more that I get to know, the more I realize like how much like they're marginalized against, like there's, there's such a difficulty for a lot of people uh from Latino communities in being able to do what other people are able to do, you know, just from daily life. Like there's there are a lot more struggles that they have to go through, like financially, um, just socially. Um, there's just there is a lack of opportunities all across the board, you know, from like business to to just everything. But it goes for soccer too. And there's so many quality soccer players from Latino communities here in the US that just don't get their shot to play. Um, and it's really, it's really, really sad to think about that too hard for too long. Um, but it's, it's really crazy cool to hear um, that you're really trying to fill that gap and, and give those people those opportunities um, that they really deserve.
1: Um, yeah, I think it's, it's yeah. kind of like like you said. Um, the opportunities are different now. I, I agree with you know when when college programs bring players from overseas, you know, and kudos to them because it's bringing opportunity to other people in the same situation situation as as us in a different part of the world, but at the same time, you want to look out for, for your community, mm. you know, your community first, and I think um, with a DA being dismantled or whatever you want to call it, I think that was a a very good thing for, for like, urban communities, for yeah. communities, like, in rural areas, that's the best thing that could happen because I had commented on a post somewhere and it got some positive feedback, but it's more so of when is it about the money and when is it about like trying to give kids opportunities? Because I can't tell you how many kids are I know that play for us now that didn't play, you know, DA or that kind of league. That 10 out of 10 would be the whole DA team. 10 yeah. out of 10 every time, no yeah. doubt. But they don't have $20,000 to pay a year, you yeah. know, and I'm sure some people won't agree with my statement, but. You know they don't share the same things that we've all been through. You know, they didn't live the life that me and my brother and all my cousins lived through, you know, but we know that there's talent there. There's just not a lot of financial support. So, you know, into Detroit, that's a big thing for us because we don't have, like I said, we don't have the budget like other teams, but we have the talent. And if you have the talent, you can go far. If you just, if you really want to get it done. And I think you know, going forward, we partnered up with a a youth club called Wild Dogs FC, and a lot of our players went through them. They're probably the most affordable uh, kids program in in the state of Michigan, right. but because they're the they share the same values, the same experiences, you know, and you you can't beat that. So, yeah. I think that was a really good thing for for the communities for that to kind of go away, even though they're going to find a way to bring it back. I think this is a time for for kids from the same city to stick together, you know, whether they're white, black, Mexican, whatever, um, for them to stick together, you know, and say, you know what, this is my community. This is what I want to represent. Instead of going three hours away to play for another club, you know, when at the end of the day, that's, that club is just, I wouldn't say using you for your money, but that club is just, is there for the money.
0: Yeah. You know, no, and, and Some of them are, they really are. They, you are just dollar signs to them yeah
1: yeah it's like a job yep most of your most of your job is you're just a number you're just another employee number Mm. you know but why not go somewhere where where you matter your life matters your opinion matters where you matter you know so i think overall i think if if we take that mindset forward then in the u.s it won't be about money no more and when it stops being about money the mls could be one of the best leagues in the world because the U S is like infrastructure with cities and their organization is great, but it's, it's just about the money. That's why, that's why they laugh at us overseas and they laugh at player development, you Mm -hmm. know? And, but once it starts being about money, we'll be all right. Everybody will be all right.
0: Yeah, man. I hope that soon, dude, that would be, like you said, that would be insane to see an MLS. That's not like power hungry and like just totally money driven, man, it would be so cool. Oh, man, I can't even imagine. Like, that would be awesome. That would be really fun. And, I mean, hey, I guess Inner Detroit's the first step, man. I mean, Seriously, like, seeing people like y'all just doing what you can in whatever league you can do that in, um, it's building the momentum. You know, and it, you, I think that that movement of trying to do soccer the right way and for the right motivations is really building right now. Um, and it's, it's you know, people it's, like um, you guys that are making it I happen. I think
1: it also starts with um... – Sorry, Coach I think it also starts with like big teams reaching out to smaller teams mm. and acknowledging yeah. that we exist. You know, saying, "Hey, I know you exist. You know, you're two blocks away from me. I'm gonna act like you don't exist, though. Yeah. You know." But I think I, I want to give a shout out to Oakland County FC because when we were in the MPSL, um, through a mutual friend of ours, we kind of got connected, and they liked the hype that we had, and they liked our branding, and they reached out and were. Like hey, you know, let's do this, and and of course, you know, we're gonna play them, so we're like, yeah, let's do it, you know. And we built a really good friendship between the ownership groups, and I think that's what it's about, you know, not thinking you're too big for somebody else, because when you do that, that's when your community won't support you, you know. Every time Oakland County FC was in the small soccer world, I was watching Theo on Twitch, you know what I mean? I'm trying to, I, he'd text me like, hey, I'm playing today at six, yeah. you know, and so. it it builds a good relationship just like we did with uh michigan stars who's Anissa, who we played a couple times and the same thing you know they're not they didn't think they were too big to play us they're like yeah for sure you guys got a good good program let's do it you know and they get a lot of backlash on twitter but that's Mm -hmm. a whole nother topic but i think they're doing their job you know reaching out and and trying to be a part of community even though people don't we don't let them try to be a part of a community, but, you know, it's a good start. It's definitely a good start when, when big teams reach out to smaller teams and, and can make good relationships. I think that's also very important for the game to grow here in the U.S.
0: Yeah, that is very interesting. You're, you're definitely right. Uh People give Michigan stars uh, a lot of, a lot of flack a lot of times, um, but that's cool to see like another side of that. Cause I think, I think very, very few people get to see, like, I think there's a few teams like that and some deserve it more than others that are kind of like villainized in the community. But I feel like it's cool to see like another side to to one of those teams. Like it's, it's definitely cool to see that. And just, as I've already said, like 20 times already, really cool to see that you guys are just making those connections and, and building what inner Detroit is and, making your mission a little bit bigger every day, you know, like just putting in that work, um, it clearly y'all care about, um, creating opportunities and doing things the right way. Uh, cause you're putting in the work and doing it the hard way, but the right way. Like that like it's, it's, I feel like a lot of people are just in it for, for whatever reason they feel like they'll make money off of it. Or like they, they feel like they want to like, it, like these, these big name people want to like, have this soccer team and be like, Hey, I have this now, but like you guys aren't doing it for the prestige or for the money or for any of that. Cause like you don't have any of that. Like it's, it's literally all about making soccer better and and giving people opportunities for you guys. It's so cool to see. And so it's awesome to see like Oakland County. I love them. They're awesome. Um, they, they have a great branding too. Um, they're super fun to, to engage with on Twitter. Um, but it's just cool to see teams like them and teams like Michigan Stars and, like, to hear about everybody kind of coming behind you guys as you're doing that and for them to see what you guys see. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, like, you know, for – I'll say this. Um, for anybody that's looking to, to make a team for the money, don't do it, man. No. It, it, that's not the – that's not the way to go about it. It's not the move. <laughs> so, it's not the move, man. Unless you got <laughs> 10 million in there go ahead but it's not the move it's not for
0: the money yes yeah no not even close man i I, i've talked to a lot of uh, lower league soccer owners and people involved with clubs i don't think one of them is profitable not one and because they don't need it like that's not what they're doing it for and it's just it's not a system that's designed to to make you money it it just isn't you know like you do it because you love to do it and, and you feel like it needs to be done and it's like a, a, a passion project, you know, like a, a labor of love for sure. Um, but do not, it, you've, you've heard it directly from the source. Do not disobey Edwin. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. He is the all-knowing intro Detroit co-owner. And if you, if, if you do not follow his direction, you've been warned. But, uh, but yes, don't, don't try to start a soccer club for the money. Please don't save yourself and everyone else who will get mad at you. Oh, do not. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) uh, but yes. So uh, I will not shout out any of the clubs that I'm thinking of as I say that, um, because let's just not, but there are definitely some, Um, but yeah, no, just all that to say really cool uh, to hear about what you guys are doing. Thanks for kind of that insight into, to what the club is doing and and who you guys are Um, loved, loved hearing about that.
1: Um, Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, yeah, appreciate you. Um, so we'll move forward to a segment that is kind of not completely uh, in its full strength yet because soccer isn't officially back. Um, but we are, are going to use it to, uh, to kind of preview some of the soccer that's coming back. So the segment is called Small World Score Sheet, um, and this is where we just kind of take a look at different uh, uh, match results from different leagues. And obviously no leagues are officially started yet, although quite a few have announced that they're coming back. Um so that's that's kind of where we'll take this segment for now. The, since there aren't actual scores, uh we will preview the scores that are coming um and and uh yeah, so uh there are quite a few actually, which is exciting. Uh and obviously there's there's different uh, debates to be had as to whether it's the right time to come back and and things like that. Um but just from a pure soccer perspective, it's fun to have something to cover and to to let these teams have something to be excited about that's actual soccer, you know, on the field again. Um, So that being said, one of the uh, main teams that's uh, really – that I'm I'm particularly excited about is UWS, uh, United Women's Soccer. So they are – in fact, that's – I told you I was talking to Danny Woodfill last week. He's uh, uh, the owner of a club in UWS, uh, FC Austin Elite. Uh, so I've, I've been kind of closely following UWS. They are doing awesome stuff, man. They have done a great job, I think, with their response to this whole pandemic. Um, their general uh, running of the league has been fantastic. Um, and they are coming back to play, kind of. So they're having like a, a mini tournament, kind of like MLS is doing. But I think that's going to be their whole season. Like that's going to be it for this summer. Um, I think it's going to start in mid-July, uh, maybe the 17th, if I have that right. Um, but they're starting pretty soon, within a month or so. Um, and they are going to have a tournament at Austin Elite. Um, so, so they're going to host that tournament. And it's going to be teams from around the league. So I'm very excited to see. Uh, they're going to be live streamed so we can watch them. Um, so that will be a lot of fun. Uh, do you, I mean, I, I don't know how closely uh, you follow, like, the women's side of soccer. But do you know the UWS at all?
1: Yeah, I think uh, a couple teams that are in the UPSL from our Midwest division oh, yeah. have uh UWS teams. So, I mean they they come up every uh every once in a while on the feed and I did see about that tournament. And it, I mean it looks like a good idea, you know, even though you know, it's not what everybody expected it to be, but at least you get um some soccer in, you know, for a lot of people that 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 really need it, you know, essentially for their careers to to keep going or to get ready for college, whatever they, it may be. But, yeah, we, uh, we see every once in a while, and I, I think it's, it's a good tournament for sure.
0: Yeah. No, any soccer is good soccer right now, man. <laughs> Doesn't matter what format it's in. But, yeah, it's, it's exciting. Um, and it's it's cool to see that uh, the women's soccer is coming back too because I think we hear a lot about, like, the men's teams that are coming back, but it's, uh, the women's game is equally as important for our community. So it's, it's cool to see them coming back too. For sure. oh, yeah, yeah, and then also the OVPL, uh, Ohio Valley Premier League, they were supposed to start. Their entire league was supposed to start for their very first season this summer. And so this is especially uh, uh, a tough one to, to see that they didn't get to play their normal season. But apparently they're coming back. They have not been very forthcoming as to when and where the details are still not out yet. I am very, very uh, excited to see those. And uh, really just kind of on this cliffhanger of like, when are they coming back? Um, because I'm very uh, interested in, in what kind of product the OV, OVPL puts out. It's a very like uh, youth-centric league, uh, kind of focused on player development. It's a lot of youth academies that are extending, you know, kind of their reach to a, a first team, you know, with a uh, like a regional league that they get to play in. Uh, and all through the Ohio Valley, so kind of in Ohio. Um, and I believe <sighs> – there's an Indiana. They're also really big in. Um, so pretty much Ohio and Indiana are the two major states. Um, and so that'll be interesting to see because uh, we haven't seen their play at all, you know, so it'll be interesting to see what kind of quality is on the field um, and what kind of opportunities that brings to, to younger players, you know, to get seen by national leagues.
1: Yeah, I think, I think it's good, especially for the Midwest region, mm. because if you get a strong Ohio, you know, and you get a strong Indiana, a strong Illinois, a strong, you know, Wisconsin and Michigan. Eventually somewhere down the line, something big can get from that. You know, and leagues start to merge left and right and organizations get bigger. So it it starts just like that, even though it sucks that they weren't able to play this year or they made or they don't know yet, I should say. Um, it just gives them more time, you know, to prepare. Maybe fix up a couple of things that they were you know, suspect about or questionable, and then any little things that can work out, and it's good for the game overall, and it's great for the Midwest.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree, and it's cool to see, like, just the regionality of things, like, like you said, it starts with those little regional leagues that just grow, and, and develop, and do a good job, and, and nail down that niche area that they're in and then they can grow and then they can become a part of national leagues and that's that's honestly I think the way that I see us ever getting promotion or relegation throughout the U.S. Um, that's it's gonna have to come from those lower leagues really doing a good job uh, proving their worth proving their quality and then kind of linking up with some of these bigger leagues like your UPSLs uh, your NPSLs um, and on the women's side, obviously WPSL, UWS. Um, it's just those leagues are going to have to connect at some point. Um, and it's going to have to be those regional leagues that prove their quality, you know, because they, they have to prove it, they, they, especially OVPL. You know, like they're unknown. Nobody knows what their quality is going to be like yet. So I think they're going to come out with something to prove. I think it's going to be good quality soccer. I'm excited to see. Hopefully they get live streamed too so I can, I can watch those games.
1: Watch them all the way from Georgia.
0: Yes, yes, that's the plan. That's the plan.
1: Because
0: <laughs> I am not leaving Georgia. I'm I'm staying here in my wonderful home state until I go back to school. Then I, I don't have a choice. Then I go to Tennessee, which is my second favorite state. It's pretty close. So well, it's it's close enough. It's got a border, so it's kind of semi cool. But although you
1: could you could start touring and visit different. Ooh, um,
0: that would be fun. I kind of honestly, I low key do want to do that. Cause like I've, I've gotten connected with so many people like around the country. Like I was talking the other day to somebody from Minnesota. And then before that, like I had a phone call with somebody out in like California. Um, and then I've obviously been in touch with like you in Michigan and uh, Donnie, the, the guy who runs game on sports podcast, who is uh, putting this podcast on for you right now. Donnie edited this. Uh, so thank you, Donnie. Uh, but he is in South Bend, Indiana, you know, so I have some connections in the Midwest too, up in the northeast. I have some clubs that I'm connected with. Like I really could just go on a tour and just meet all these people in person. Like that would be really wicked awesome. You should go to that uh, that
1: tournament in Pittsburgh.
0: Oh I dude, I want to so bad. I really I gotta see if I can get off work, dude. I'm working full time, but I gotta I gotta see. We just quit my job right now and, and go to the, the steel FC tournament
1: and it's funny to see the job and, and let the game let the game support your lifestyle
0: yeah yeah that's right yes I, just after we finished saying that you should not do this for money just we'll, we'll make that my entire <laughs> life. Example. A, yeah, yes exactly exactly do, do as we tell you to do not as we're gonna try and do but but uh, it's really funny you mentioned the steel FC cup because that is the next point uh, on my uh, my little document here, so the CLFC Supercup, Super Cup, right? Uh, clearly, you know about this, um, Edgar, uh, Edgar, Edwin. What have I? Wow, that's sad. I apologize. It
1: that's rough. It. People call that's me bad. people call me Irwin. So Irwin. It, that's a lot better than. than Irwin.
0: At least I got the first two letters right. What the heck, Erwin? Yeah. <laughs> How do you get Irwin from E D W I N? I have no idea.
1: Maybe the just the win.
0: You know, I don't know. <laughs> oh my, that's crazy, Irwin. All right, well, your name is Irwin now.
1: That's <laughs> official. co of Into Detroit, Irwin. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, it, it, it but be real with me. It's it's got to be only white people who do that, right?
1: Um. Yeah, I would say yeah. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. It's 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 definitely. I've noticed that uh my my fellow white people are not necessarily the best at pronun- pronouncing uh, Hispanic
1: names. But you would think I mean Ed, I don't know. I know maybe one of our players also named Edwin. Shout out to Edwin. But um it's it's not that like super common. I, no. I figured it was more of a like an English name, you know, than a Spanish name, but Erwin it is.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, Edwin is not it's not even that hard. But yeah, it's I don't know I don't know especially here in Georgia like there's some people like with real Southern accents you know so it's like it's crazy like they can't even come close like it's it's hilarious actually it's it's pretty funny seeing them try, like hearing them try to pronounce something it's anyway that's a tangent but um, but yes that's I I do love Georgia but but we are not very good at pronouncing Hispanic names um, but yes so CLFC Super Cup all that to say. Um, It's uh, up in Pittsburgh. Steel FC uh, is a club doing really awesome things. They are just kind of really – they're pretty new to the scene. Um, They have been in a local league in Pittsburgh for a while. I think it's called the GPCL uh, or maybe the – yeah, GPCL, I think. Um, And so it's uh, kind of a local league in Pittsburgh. And so they've been playing there for a while. Uh, there's multiple divisions in there, uh, kind of like the Cosmo League in New York or uh, like the ADASL here in Georgia. I, I'm sure there's a, an equivalent in Michigan, too, uh, which is kind of a local league with different divisions. And so they've been moving up the divisions, doing a really good job, uh, playing well in the field. But recently they've really gotten into uh, getting involved on social media. I mean, I think they started – they, they have had an account for less time than I have. I've had Small World for less than a year. And they've been, I think maybe a few months, they've been around on Twitter. And they have like 800 something followers. It's crazy. They have just put so much effort and work into doing a really good job on social media, connecting with people. Um, and so they are doing really big things, all that to say. But they've created the Steel FC Super Cup. Um, and it, be on the lookout for, for info from Small World on this. We might be partnering with them in some way. We won't, we won't give away all those details, but uh, we, might, we might have a partnership in the works. But all that to say, uh, they are creating a tournament with uh, at least eight clubs in kind of their northeastern U.S. area uh, that are all traveling to and uh, in, in their uh, facilities. And they are going to play uh, just a, a kind of a round-robin tournament and it's going to be some high-quality opponents too. It's not just like they grab some teams from wherever. Like They were really in talks with some quality teams. Um, I don't think I can give that information away either as far as who's in and who's not, um, but I just take my word for it. it you, should, you can trust me. I, I'm a trustworthy person. There are some fantastic clubs in this tournament, and it's going to be awesome, awesome to be able to watch them all go head-to-head. Um, especially after we haven't had any soccer for a minute
1: <laughs> for sure I think um, anytime you get teams from all over um, they're always going to be pretty much the same teams from all over like you know from different regions but they're going to be the best teams that that region has to offer yeah so it's always a good it's always a good time when um, a lot of teams come from all over so it'll be good
0: yeah yeah no the connection will be great and like you said the quality it's gonna be high quality. I'm excited. I'm very excited to see uh, how how those teams play. Because um, I wonder, I wonder what what teams are in there. Now, uh, well, you know, I can't help you, <laughs> but, but yes, there will, there will be some good ones.
1: Yeah, it'll be good.
0: Yeah, no, it will. It will. It will. Um, and then there's a similar cup happening um, at, a, at a more uh, amateur level. I think it's all amateur teams in this one. And it is in the Midwest, uh, a little bit south of you guys in Michigan. Uh, it's the Heartland Super Cup. And they are, uh, I think it's being run by Sunflower State FC. Uh, I know they're involved in it. I don't know if they're like spearheading the tournament um, or if they're just like pretty, pretty integral part of it. But uh, they're involved in it. Santa Fe Wanderers is in it. Uh, there are a lot of, of very cool uh, things going on. Um, and, and so, uh, the, the Heartland Super Cup is going to have a lot of cool teams in there as well. Uh, what, what, what do you expect? Do you know any of these teams that, that are involved in the Heartland Super Cup? Um, cause I know. from the Ohio already. one, right? Uh, yeah, no, this one's actually, I think that cause there's the Ohio Heart Cup, uh, but this oh. one's like in Kansas. And, uh, I think there's some teams in Missouri, like it's it's in a different area, so there's a lot of cups actually going on. But this one's got like all kinds of different teams uh, that are like amateur sides. Um, so I don't know if you saw um, like Sunflower State FC at all or like Santa Fe Wanderers. Um, I want to. I think AFC Columbia might be part of that too. Um, a lot of pretty new clubs actually that are all kind of coming together and and finally putting a product on the field. Um, so it should be exciting, man.
1: Yeah, I mean. I wonder how far Missouri is from us. That's a nice little tournament.
0: Yeah, no, it is. Uh, hey, uh, it'd be cool to see you guys in there. I mean, I've I've heard rumors that that you might be uh, playing some summer soccer somewhere at some point this summer. So that yeah, <laughs> somewhere we don't know where. No somewhere, uh,
1: somewhere in the Midwest. Somewhere. Maybe,
0: maybe not in the Midwest. Maybe, maybe in a different part.
1: Maybe in a different country. So we'll see
0: maybe no one no one knows no one has any idea except uh, some some of us know but anyway uh, <laughs> so the heartland super cup that should be exciting um and yeah like you said not too far from you guys uh in missouri and in kansas is probably pretty close too yeah I, I can guarantee you you're closer than i am to the heartland super cup uh because i am all the way in the the southeast but um but yes and we're Dude, there's got to be a Georgia Cup. What's happening, man? Where are all the Georgia teams? I got I, we got to have a southeastern version of this, man. Yeah, I mean,
1: I haven't heard anything from like you would think like Georgia, Florida, Texas. Nothing so far. That's what
0: I'm saying. I mean, Texas kind of counts cuz of the UWS tournament. They they're going to Texas. Okay, yeah, yeah. But still, guess, like but there's so many teams. Well, Texas yeah. is a
1: whole country on its own, so you I know dude, it's have crazy. 5 tournaments. Yeah, they could have a whole league, dude. They really could. Yeah, the Major League but, Texas Soccer.
0: Yeah, yeah. I honestly, it would be a good league too. There's some, there's some really good lower league clubs. But yeah, no, I need I need one in Georgia, man. I need some Georgia teams to support. All I can do is just support them in my small world summer madness, and I can't control who wins that. So that's that's not. I need I need some real Georgia soccer to support. I need it. Come on, where? Where are y'all at? If Georgia people watching.
1: Fix I think this. it'd be cool. I think it'd be cool if like uh, somewhere in uh, a different universe, uh, teams from like Michigan are playing to to represent Michigan, you know, and oh, then teams yeah. from I like, like, like Georgia like state, by state. Yeah, state by state, oh. and then you got a fifty-team tournament. Somehow make it work. That would and be because you know teams go to national tournaments now, just like the UPSL, but it's it's yes it's like it's Michigan versus a team you know let's say we were in the national championship versus a team in Florida or whatever yeah it's Michigan versus Florida but it's not like there's a hundred players that could have been on that Michigan team you know what I mean the best of the best I think that'd be something it's not feasible (laughs) right but
0: you kind of like national teams though like you just get the best people from the state oh man that would be so much fun.
1: Yeah, that'd be oh, a, lot, oh, uh, a lot And then I can support Georgia right for
0: real. Dang. I really want to see that. We got to have to... Ha- that has to happen someday. Somet- I don't know how it's possible. Probably never possible. But I really want to see it happen. <laughs>
1: yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty sweet. Oh, man, it'd be so cool.
0: Yeah, I mean... And that's... The U.S. is big enough, dude. Like, our states are the, the size and the population of, of a lot of European countries, man. it's if we could actually... The, it, with the size and the population, like it would actually be feasible, but it's just it would be so hard to make that work. But man, that would be cool. That would be fun because there's a lot of state pride. I feel like, like I, I know there's state pride for me. Everybody knows that I I love Georgia probably a little too much, but like there's there's state pride everywhere. I think,
1: especially state pride for uh states bordering each other. Mm. You know, there's always that that little rivalry, like there yeah. is Michigan and uh, Ohio. So it's always good to represent your state. You know, it's almost like okay when different cities are you know are battling each other out. Like let's put our differences aside and fight the greater evil. You know, <laughs> Than right. only another state.
0: Yeah, the greatest evil of all, Ohio, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's funny. I've seen a I've seen a thing that said, uh, you know, I like Ohio, but I've seen a thing that said, uh, you know, the quarantine's gotten bad when people from Michigan are going to to ohio just to 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 go to restaurants and stuff like that (laughs) yeah Uh, did ohio open yeah they opened up like a couple weeks ago pretty oh dang but y'all y'all are pretty close to opening too now right um i would say we're pretty much open but like some stuff is still waiting to be open but pretty much like you can go eat somewhere now and stuff like that if you wanted to
0: yeah now it's crazy how quickly it all happened because like just everything was still locked down and then it's just like bam, it's open again. Like it was, it was like
1: just a snap of the finger, man. It was crazy. Yeah, it's, it came quite fast, and it's hopefully starting to go away by
0: faster. I sure hope so, man. I, and that's a, that's another conversation for another day, man. But <laughs> for sure. Just, oh man, I, I really not. I'm not. I'm not sure. I really hope that that was the last of of the big wave of of coronavirus, but feel like it might not be
1: anyway i feel like you can't even you can't even say me sorry you can't even say anything like that because people will be like it's still not over okay but we can hope you know we can right. be positive about this yeah
0: no that's what i'm saying man yeah yeah i know the positivity is like super lacking right now and that's always been like something that i wanted small word to be was something positive like that was just kind of like away from the politics away from the like the the agenda and the like the negativity and the reform of like we got to make this better and there there is totally a time for reform there is a lot of reform that needs to be made and small world is totally for that but like we're missing a positive voice man like so that's that's what yeah. i've tried to do it's it's very hard it's very hard to to be positive all the time and there are times to to call people out for stuff but like at the end of the day i want small world to be something fun and enjoyable that like that's a little bit more
1: happy, I guess. <laughs> yeah, just positivity. That's all the that's world right. really needs right now.
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah, we we have a lot of the opposite. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. Well, finishing out Small World score sheet with uh, one more kind of soccer that's coming back ish. So the NPSL obviously canceled their whole season. That's done. But they're bringing back uh, some of the biggest and, and like most exciting games from past seasons. So they're bringing back a match from a couple of years ago uh, between Kingston Stockade and Boston City. Um, and so they've, they've teamed up with all their media partners, and Small World is, is one of the NPSL's media partners. Um, so we get to host this game um, that they're replaying on MyKujo, which is like their streaming service. Um, so people get to watch this game back kind of in real time. Uh, and so we'll be live tweeting it. We'll be watching it with everybody, uh, and kind of seeing who who takes the win. Obviously, people can look it up and know who won. But
1: like to and just get to rematch soccer and and enjoy it. Uh, we're really excited for that. Did you uh, Did you want to bet on who wins? <laughs> <a> little wager.
0: <laughs> that sounds great. That sounds like an excellent bet. <laughs> I'm I'm down. I'm down. We'll just as long as it's the team that I choose, then then we'll be good. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I put put my life savings on that one. I'm ready. I, I'm I'm very confident in who's gonna win that game. I'm I just it's I'm I just know. So you know, sometimes you just know.
1: Intuition. You know, like when so you can literally look you. it up and see it. Yeah. <laughs> that's how right. trading.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. But no, so that'll be fun. That'll, that'll be a good one to, uh, to kind of the same thing, you know, like just kind of enjoy soccer, even if it's not in real time, even if it's not live, just to watch it back. Um, It should be fun.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. All right. So moving into our next segment, this is called up close and personal. Um, And so this is where we're going to get to know a little bit more about you, Edwin. Uh, So if, uh, if you don't mind, just kind of run us through a little bit of like what your soccer story is. I know you talked a little bit about like how you want to, to use in Detroit as a way to, to connect and, and make life better for people who um, kind of grew up in a similar way that you did. Uh, but like, what, what is your soccer story? Like what brought you to being in this position? Uh, and yeah, just, just kind of go from there.
1: Well, uh, I grew up playing soccer, you know, like most of us do. Yeah. Uh, I I played club for uh, it's called paddles Magic Soccer here in near me, and I also played for it was called River Detroit, which is an affiliate of uh, River Plate. It's not a, it doesn't exist anymore, but it was a pretty cool club at oh, the time. Cool. And um, me and my brothers and all my cousins, we all played for them, Dang. and uh, I always enjoyed playing it. And I I I played goalie, um, and I was always I think I was pretty good. Okay. And then as I started getting older, I started growing a little bit more and I started getting a little heavier and then it was funny because I stopped playing soccer like officially when I was like maybe 13 because I I wanted to keep playing soccer but I knew I needed to get more in shape and I was a little bit too heavy to play bowling. so I was like you know I'm gonna play football you know like American football yeah. and I just it just stuck you know and I I was pretty good and I played through high school and I played in college for a year and, you know, I was, I think I was pretty good at what I did. And, uh, I had to retire medically because I hurt my neck. And oh, so it was kind of, you know, I was like, man, I'm just going to play soccer again. Cause I, I always played it like on my free time with some friends and with family. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to just go play. And that's when kind of started playing again and Sunday league style. And then here we are, you know, and my brother was a, a very good soccer player as well. And, uh, he I think he was pretty pretty, pretty good for, you know, for the talent that Pontiac had, which was where born and raised, where we we're from. Yeah. But uh, you know, circumstances of life didn't allow him to to really be able to be scouted for mm-hmm. school and even for the schools that did scout him, uh, he couldn't afford the tuition, you know, and uh that was like a missed opportunity for him. And I think that played into me you know, looking at that as well, saying, you know what? I know there's people like my brother that could have that opportunity that don't. And so that my brother's situation played a big influence on me wanting to, to start this with uh, my friend Omar and Omar's played his whole life. Omar actually played for us in the NPSL, like as a co-owner slash player, but wow, um, so he has a whole bunch of, you know, backstory on that. But yeah, I also want to shout out my cousin, Juan, who same situation as my brother, he actually uh, played at a school called Cranbrook, which is like uh, one of those like boarding schools where you got to pay a whole bunch of money and yeah. you know to go to school there. And yeah. uh, he was very good. But same thing, situations in life, sometimes they don't let you kind of go to school where you want to or play here or play there. And, mm. you know, we saw that opportunity with him. I was like, you know, bro, you're good and you can be better but you need the plat- the right platform to do it. So that all in my back of my head, I'm like, this is what I can do for them, you know? And I use my resources that I had and the knowledge that I knew to to put that together. But my besides that, my soccer experience is not, like, the, the most where, I've, you know, this owner played pro and yada, yeah. yada, yada. But, you know, I was always an athlete my whole life. And um, if you're an athlete, you kind of know, the way things should be done you know Mm -hmm. just with proper uh proper etiquette when it comes to like respecting your teammates respecting your coaches respecting fans respecting opponents you know I think all of that just carried over into the club and as a player soccer or football I was I was nasty in the sense like I would do anything for a win right you know and that carried over into into Detroit obviously we're going to do things the right way but on the field you know We're going to try to kill you on the field. But when it's all said and over, we're going to shake your hand and and go get a beer after. But when we're out there, we're not friends. And I always tell my players the same thing. You may know a guy over there, but he's not your friend right now. He's your friend when this is over, but he's not your friend right now. And I think that plays a big factor in the the environment that this club is built on because everybody just wants to win at, at any cost. We just want to win. And, and be successful because that's why we're here, you know. Yeah,
0: no, that's right, dude. I mean, at the end of the day, that that should be the desire, you know, to win games. At the end of the day, so it's 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 cool to see the balance of like being there as friends off the field, but on the field, like you're trying to win that game, you know. Like that's that's cool. That's that's important to have that that kind of like a little bit of both, for sure, for sure. But it's also cool to see like a, a different story because I think talking to people in your position you know that are running lower league clubs a lot of them have the similar story of like oh I played since I was three I played since I was four you know and I just always loved the game and then after I stopped playing I wanted to keep doing it you know and they have different like details of course but it's that same general structure so it's cool to see that you kind of came back and we're almost forced to you know with your injury but like it's cool to see how you had like a different Kind of a, a a circular path, you know, to coming back around to soccer in the end, and seeing the way that it could help people, and not necessarily knowing that you had to do something with soccer, but you had to do something to help the people around you, and it just happened to be soccer. Like that's really cool. I, I like the
1: the uniqueness of that. It's it's awesome. I think that you know me me wanting to go do that it just symbolizes you know like where we're from. Mm. Uh, I'm from the city of Pontiac, which is, which used to be like one of the biggest centers in, in Michigan back in the day, you know, automotive wise and GM was here and everybody was here at the big three and the Silverdome was here. And, you know, everything was, Pontiac was booming and, you know, the, you know, recession hit and even a little bit before then, you know, it was on the decline, but at some point, you know, you got to flip that switch and things got to get better, you know, no matter what. And I think you always got to go back to, to your roots and mixing you know, where I grew up, not being the best or whatever, but slowly it's turning into something better. It makes me feel like whatever situation I'm in, whatever situation the club is in, it can only get better. It really can't get any worse if you're pretty low already. You know, so it, it really helps that mindset. And when I, when I called, you know, co-founded it to Detroit, that's the mindset that we had. You know, how can we turn around people's lives, even if it's just one person's life that we turned around? like what more could we ask for? Because, you know, like I said before, you're trying your absolute best to change people's lives one at a time. And I think where where I'm from really, you know, played a big role in in the mindset that we have in that environment. And like you said too, it's, it's a little bit different coming from me because I, I don't have the soccer experience or background like other owners may have, but I have the life experience and the life background that, my players, we all share the same life and even some that they came from a different background, they still connect with us in in special ways. Yeah. So I think it's it's good to have a little bit of a character, but it's also good to to you know have some empathy for one another. Mm,
0: That's right. And dude that's what matters at the end of the day, like the life connection. It doesn't have to be the sports connection or the where you're from or what your heritage is or even what language you speak like what any of that. Like it's it's about being able to connect over life. You know, like you said, at the end of the day, that's what matters. Um, so it's cool to see that you kind of got your priorities straight, man. You just, I, I think you and just all of Andrew Detroit, like you just, y'all's heart is in the right place. And it's really evident to see that. So awesome, awesome, uh, awesome stuff. Um, well, you, sadly, I think we're almost at, uh, at that time where we've got to wrap it up. I do want to go ahead and hit uh, our last segment, which is filling the void real quick. Um, And so every week I I do this segment uh, and try to kind of keep this local, but essentially I take a, uh, an area of the country that I feel like should have or could support uh, a soccer team, like a lower league club in that area. uh, And I try to keep it local to kind of like where my guest is from. Um, So I was looking in Michigan, obviously Michigan is already pretty well covered, especially kind of in the Southern part of the state with a lot of really good lower league clubs all over. I mean, you've got Muskegon, You've got Oakland County, obviously, in Clawson. You've got you guys and a host of others in Detroit. Um, There's just there's so many. Grand Rapids, uh, Ann Arbor, just all those major cities have great clubs. But I was looking up north, and I'm like, man, there's kind of a lack of clubs up here. Uh, And I understand it's partially because there's way less people, and it's, like, crazy cold. Why would anyone want to live there? I don't know. But some people do. And uh, I just I thought it would be really cool – to see like a, a club in the upper peninsula in the UP. I just, and I don't, I feel like probably somewhere like right across the border from Salt St. Marie uh, in Canada, like somewhere up in that area where there's just like, at least like a, a kind of a semi decent city there, like a, a smaller town that could like really just rally around a soccer club there. That would be really fun just to see a club that represented the whole upper peninsula. Cause from what I understand, It gets a little bit of a different culture within Michigan, you know, from, like, the the rest of the state and then kind of up north up there. So it would be really cool to see a club out there, I feel like.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I think, like you said, it's all about the population. You know, the population is not necessarily there, so they obviously don't have something like we do down here. And like you said, I mean, it's packed over here on on our side of the state, and it's packed on, on on the coast with Grand Rapids, Kalamazoo, all those things, packed over there but i think if if it was to be somewhere in the up it would have to be by the university that's up there i think it's called lake superior state one of our uh, okay yeah one of our trainers actually graduated from there shout out to charlie but um he went there so that's that's the only spot that i could think of where it has something big enough you know to where like it's like there's a community there
0: yeah i like the facilities too that'll be important Yeah, but to to make sure they have have fields
1: and everything, they would have to be a part of like Canada's teams or or something because no one's no one's gonna travel to the UP. I'll let you know that right now. (laughs) It's like a ten-hour drive or something.
0: Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, I can't imagine how long it'd be for me. (laughs) That would be like three days in the car, dude. Yeah, that's crazy. But no, I maybe maybe there would be some support from Canada. I don't know. I don't know. Ho- hopefully, just the entire UP discovers their love for soccer, and just all the, the on the team. I don't know, but yeah, no, it would be cool. It would be cool. All right, man. Well, how can people follow you guys? How can people get involved with uh, Inter Detroit?
1: Uh, you guys can check out our all our social media handles, which are all at Inter Detroit, I N T E R D E T R O I T. Our website is interdetroit.com. Uh, we 're kind of working on some things on the website right now i mean it 's up, but we 're just adding some things every day here and there um, yeah, I think our biggest platform is probably instagram so if if you guys have an Instagram, go ahead and give us a follow on instagram um and Twitter you know we try to spend as much time as we can on Twitter, but Twitter is so so populated you know with so many teams, and we 're just fighting for the attention oh, you yeah. know but it's it 's still cool nonetheless and um before I go, I just want to, you know, thank you guys for letting me on um, to speak about Inter Detroit, speak about some of my thoughts, my story, and stories of my peers. And, you know, if, if somebody's interested and in, in somebody's been thinking about starting a team, you know, go for it. You know, I always say uh, I'm pretty relatively young. I'm 23 years old, and I always think to myself, man, if I fail now, I still got 10 more years to try again and fail again. Yeah. You know, so... If, if there's somebody out there that's thinking about starting a team a business, whatever, you know, go for it. The, the worst you can do is, is fail. You're not going to die. The worst you can do is fail and just try again, you yeah. know, but overall, you know, thanks, man. It's always fun. I love to talk. People that know me, I can talk for hours. So <laughs> know, it's pretty easy coming out and just speaking my mind.
0: Yeah. No, dude, it has been a pleasure to have you. You've been a fantastic guest to have on the show. Really enjoyed just, like you, I just love talking soccer, man. I I could I could go all day and probably more than a day. Um but it is it's just really appreciate um first of all you taking the time to talk um but this more to the stuff that you were talking about, you know, that's what I'm really most appreciative of. As somebody who loves the game, like I said, as somebody who loves Hispanic culture and and Latino people and wants to see their success a lot more than they have right now. Um it's obviously it's a small step for a really big problem in our country, but just to see 10, 15 soccer players get an opportunity to play soccer, it means something. Um, and it's, it's the start of something bigger, I think. Um, so it's really incredible work that you guys are doing really, really, uh, very thankful for, for all you guys have put in your hard work is not going unnoticed. Um, hopefully people get really excited that that listen to the podcast and follow you guys. Um, Just like you followed Steve Thompson today, Um, but uh, shout out to Steve. Yes, shout out to Steve. Love that man. That's a lot of shout outs today. This is great. (laughs) But uh, but yeah, no, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, Thank you very much for coming on the show. Uh, And yeah, I hope to maybe have you back sometime, dude. For sure,
1: man. Thank you.
0: Yeah, of course. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Small World Soccer Report. It has been a pleasure bringing it to you, as always. You know where to find Small World. Obviously, you're listening to the podcast, so you don't know where, need to know where to find that. Um, but make sure you follow Game On, the sports podcast for everyone, on Twitter, at GameOnEveryone. Show them some love. And you can show Small World some love, too, if you want. We like love. Love is cool, uh, even though I'm single. Um, you can follow us at SWSoccer underscore Danny on Twitter for all of our weird gifs, all of our bizarre content every weird thing that you didn't know could be connected to soccer. We probably did it. You can follow us there and find all of it. And, of course, we are live streaming on Twitch all of our Small World Summer Madness matches at Small World Soccer on Twitch. You can subscribe to us there. Thank you guys again, and have a fantastic night. Support local soccer, and stay weird, everyone.